0: Back in. Tundin! A second of the game for Van Veen, and he is loving it! Cornelius on the edge of the ball! Oh, oh! How special is that for his first Motorola goal? Slattery gets the way! It's a fantastic strike, and it's thundered in by Liam Grimshaw. What a moment for him! The fans' favourite.
1: Hello and welcome to the MSC podcast. Tonight I'm joined by Pepe in quite a short time span, so. We're rushing through things a wee bit tonight We're going to go over the nil-nil draw against Indy United, we'll preview Sunday's meeting with Hearts. we'll discuss in a bit more detail the signing of Louis Mole, the return of reserve football and a very strange kick-off time for a League Cup quarter-final against Celtic How you doing mate?
2: All good, I didn't realise with the short time that we were going to manage to follow that in right enough
1: Well that's that's why I'll get straight to it We'll, uh, we'll start with the United game a couple of weeks ago of course, last Saturday's game against Ross County was cancelled following the death of the Queen. Uh, all fixtures, both in England and Scotland, were cancelled. So, a game we can look forward to further down the line. We return to action on Sunday. But, cast your mind back two weeks, Pepe, to the, the Dundee United game. A game that we dominated. Missed the penalty in the first half. Kevin Van Veen, who had been so prolific from the penalty spot in the first or six games of the season, he stepped up and his penalty was saved. He had a few more chances as the game went on. We just couldn't find that winning goal. A disappointing one against the Dundee United side out of Forum, but another good performance, and one that I think the fans went home pretty happy after.
2: Uh, that's just kind of a strange thing, isn't it? That you, you, a game that you could have won, but the fans were just happy to see the difference in the performance level and the style of football. Um, there was times in the previous manager's reign where we were grabbing 1-0 wins here and there um, some of the time when we didn't deserve it but on this occasion we did deserve it through our kind of a attacking philosophy that clearly changed since Stevie Hamill's came in um, so I quite, quite enjoyed the game and yeah I was disappointed that we hadn't won it um, but just in, in relation to the penalties it's like I don't remember Motherwell getting as many penalties as this ever. Um, it it, it kind of feels a wee bit surreal, and you just honestly thought of surely we're going to miss one at one point. But long well, may that continue. But it was a it was a good performance. The one kind of disappointment for me was that that William wasn't included in the squad, and I know that we'll talk about him later. Um, Stevie Hamill mentioned it on his um pre match press conference um today saying that he may have been ready and I think I was a bit disappointed. Um but overall the the, the performance was was much improved. Um I've been really impressed with with McGinn although maybe he didn't have his best game. Sean Goss um Bliss Bittle uh, in spells Efford looked uh, as if he, he he's lively so I'm just really surprised at how quick um, Stevie Hamill's made a change I'm not going to say he's turned it round as yet um, but it's certainly rapidly moving in the right direction
1: i see that we wouldn't be hanging about on points so I'll go straight on to, to the next one you talked about the fact that Louis Moult didn't feature at all, he wasn't in the squad for the game against Indy United he did however, go on as a substitute as the reserves opened their campaign with a 4-0 victory over Queen's Park at, at Fur Park the Tuesday following the united game it was good to see the return of the highlights of the games or at least getting to see the goals it looked like Rolando Arons putting a, a good performance there was a, a lot of game time for players that are in and around the first team so that's good that they're having the opportunity to build up their match sharpness should they be called upon because it wasn't so long ago we were bemoaning the, the size of the squad and, and worrying about what would happen if we If it was the case that we picked up some injuries Now it looks like we've got five or six players That are on the sidelines Chapping at the bit to come in Firstly Pepe The return of reserve football I'm sure you'll be with me in this one It's good to see it back Hopefully have a couple of opportunities to to get along And see some of the stars of the future As well as those players That are, are chapping at the door To get into the first team
2: Well I've kind of spoke about this Numerous times that I think you get more excited about the young players coming through when you were able to watch the the, the highlights. Um, and, and I've heard back a few times to the, to the, the kind of historic uh, Scottish Cup winning team of Turnbull and Hasty and uh, Alan Campbell and a few others that, that maybe didn't quite make the grade of where we, we'd hoped and expected them to go. Um, so I was delighted to, to see it back. I have to say, though, I was quite surprised to see as many first team um players and to be honest with you I was quite happy at, at that to see it that, that they were using it for that um, I think again going back to Stevie Hamill's um, press conference today he did allude to the fact that maybe it wouldn't be as strong a, 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 a team going forward but he, what he did say was that it was important to get 16 and 17 year olds on there playing with the likes of um, Stephen O'Donnell, Louis Molt, um, players Bevis McGabby who who have played it at a relatively high level, international football, um, and it was also good for guys like like Tierney. And um, we've not seen too much of Robbie Mahon for he arrived here. So certainly, it, it, I'm delighted it's it's back, and it is something that I will be looking at at trying to work my life around a bit to get to the, to the next um, game at Far Park.
1: I guess the only downside of it was the kind of short notice that we got for the game at a two o'clock kick-off. It would obviously be much more ideal to get it on in an evening and, and get a few more punters along. But I suppose, at the other hand, and it's something that we'll maybe discuss in podcasts further down the line, but I think there will be a, a bit of a clamour almost to bring kick-off times forward a wee bit. Just to save a wee bit of money in terms of fuel for electricity. It's going to cost a lot to, to switch these floodlights on. So I think maybe more so in the, the championship and lower down the leagues. I think you'll see much more early kickoff in order to to save some money. So that that's maybe something that we can discuss at a, a later date. Let's move it on further. We had already known that. We would face Celtic in the quarterfinals of the League Cup, or the Premier Sports Cup, if you will. What we didn't know is that the kickoff time would be at 6 15 on a Wednesday night. Yeah. I've just mentioned the fact that we might bring kickoff times forward. I was more meaning on the weekend, maybe to a, a one o'clock or a two o'clock, ensuring that you finish by four o'clock, not a six fifteen kickoff when most average. Jobs, you would imagine, finish at five o'clock, maybe half past five. I certainly finish at half past five. It's now going to be a bit of a, a logistical headache getting to get into this game. On top of that, yesterday we announced that it will be £22 for the to get into for Park 4 of the, the visit to Celtic. Last season's Scottish Cup quarterfinal against Hibs was £15, a much more sensible price. It gets more home supporters along. Firstly, the kick-off time's are shambles. It's going to put people off. I'm already considering whether or not to watch it on the television, which isn't a good starting point. Then I see the, the prices of 22 quid. I'm disappointed in, in both sets of circumstances here. The, the kick-off time, obviously dictated by Premier Sports, we've not really got much argument when it comes to that. The prices would have been set between mother. And Celtic. Celtic know that they're going to fill the Tommy McLean stand behind the goal. They're not going to get any additional seats. I would have really hoped in that case that Mother will try to make it a much more reasonable price for the home supporters, get more bodies along and try and come close to 9,000, 10,000. Instead, I think you'll be lucky to get two or 3,000 home supporters. We're also in the midst of a cost of living crisis. It's just a really disappointing outcome on both fronts.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree um, with, with the pricing. I've looked at the pricing to go to the games this season away from home, and I'll, I'll be honest, and it's probably the first season where I've looked at it and thought, I mean, I, I, I'm in full time employment and a, a relatively decent salary, but. Having to take me and my wee boy to to, to games, it, it's it's beginning to get to the stage where is it is it affordable to, to to go every week? And if I'm honest, I could probably I probably could, but it's making me think. Well, how much how much more can they increase it? Um, and I was really surprised when I opened the email to see it was twenty two pounds for a for a home game. Yeah, the club are are living through. The cost of living, you've just alluded to, the, 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 the cost of energy and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we're meant to be this community club and, and, and enhancing people to get to the football. We were applauded. We were report given last year for the for the people that, that were struggling and couldn't afford it. But it's now getting to the stage. We're not asking to get in for free, but we, we don't mind paying. Um, but I just think £22... Pounds, on a Wednesday night, it, it doesn't matter if it's a Wednesday night to me, but twenty two quid when you're ready playing your season ticket, you've got the Well Society um as well over the top. The, I totally get the gripes with the with the with the quarter past quarter plus six kickoff, but I don't really I think Alan Burroughs came out and it was out with the club's hands. And that's just another change in football with regards to um sky premier sports. BT, whoever it is, and the, the way that these contracts are negotiated with, um, we shouldn't be football shouldn't be dictated around TV, um, but that's a again another argument. I think the the most important factor here is that it's the price of football now. It's a bigger topic to discuss, and I know that we're kind of limited on time today, but I, I'm really disappointed, and we can't really complain, as well, we can complain because we do complain, but what I'm meaning is, my role don't reduce their price for away fans coming. Um, I'm not one of these fans that say, right, I've paid 27 quid to go to Kilmarnock. I want us to charge 27 quid. I would like us to be the club that says, right, 20 pounds is enough for a league game. And that we then that are the trendsetters, if you like, and try and force other people's hands. um. To ever see that happening, I don't know until we try it. But for me, I was really disappointed that would it have been. I mean, you made it. You've obviously researched that the Hibs game last season was fifteen quid. If we had got anybody other than the the the, the two ugly sisters, would it have been twenty two quid? Personally, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's all valid points, and I think that in in terms of the the Hibs game, you remember there was a, a huge Hibs
1: support there that day and maybe you're thinking that a large full of voice away support drives the, the opposition on as well and it very well it very may well do but at the same time we've had quarterfinal games televised as well may I add because the the Hibs game was on BBC previously to that we've had like Saberdeen coming to for part for a quarterfinal in the League Cup we beat the M3-0. That game was in BT Sport. i to think of other examples. Hearts was on uh, BBC as well when we won 2-1 to get to the Scottish Cup semi-final in 2018. So we're used to these types of scenarios. It's difficult to attract fans. I think that the fact that it's on a subscription-based channel rather than terrestrial television, then that maybe makes the game a bit more appealing for fans that are on the fence as to whether they're going to go or not I don't know what the, the subscription rates are for, for Premier Sport, I don't know if you would be any the wiser in that one
2: No, but the one point that, that um, I would like to make is that when when Rangers and Celtic come a-call and we're only giving them the one stand I remember Alan Burrows coming out and saying that the whole reason would be that that would be a short term financial fix. Um, so what I would like to know, um, and I've, we've we've always been quite supportive of Alan Burroughs He came on here and he, he spoke to to, to his, on this podcast. But I would like to know what the club's thinking. Why why are we changing the pricing structure? What is the difference? Because it's Celtic. Why 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 you have to pay? All right, it's another seven pound, but it's more money that's coming out. of fans pockets there's maybe fans that are going to need to take time off work and why was that decision made why is it is it because are Celtic enforcing it um and there isn't really an avenue eh, 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 share your frustrations I suppose the only way that it will be judged if people turn up or they don't turn up and the reason they won't turn up is is the two factors um but for the very first time, when I mean, the draw get made up, but honestly, I was delighted. I would rather have Celtic at Fir Park in this, cause I think we've got a better chance in knocking him out. Um, but now I'm like that. As you say, quarter past six, a Wednesday night, and it's going to cost me the best part of thirty quid. Possibly need to leave my work early. Um, I, I just don't. I, I just. The appeal is that you could you could miss a game that, that we you knock Celtic um, out, out the cup. Um, but let's be honest, look at our recent history, and I know that's not the way you look at the game, um but I'm disappointed with the club on this occasion for the pricing structure.
1: It's a realistic way that you're looking at it, though, in, in terms of that. The season tickets are big outlay. It's has got to be a, a more common topic of conversation, the, the cost of the living crisis, because it does affect football fans. And the thing is, football is going to need to get in line and consider the pricing strategy to try and keep attendance figures being as healthy as they are. In Scotland, we've got a a head-to-population ratio that's really, really healthy. But people aren't going to always prioritise football. It's, It's common sense. It's the way that life works. Football isn't going to be everyone's top priority. Of course, we love the game. We love getting along to support our teams. But something's going to need to give. We've already had a, a home Premier Sports Cup game already. So that's a game on top of the season ticket. We've had the European qualifier. We had an away European qualifier as well. So we've had three games on top of the, the season ticket round about the time where funds would need to be available for your season ticket. So yes, I, I completely understand that the club do everything they can, they've got the, the measures to pay your season ticket up and such like, but I just think that we need to be a wee bit more clever and I, I don't think that we have been here. You mentioned that we'll only know when we see the attendance figures on the day. I, I think that this is where the the Royal Society should be coming in and, and maybe expressing some concerns. There might be really practical reasons as to why this game is £22 but they need to be voiced, they need to be communicated to the supporter base because ultimately they're the ones buying the tickets The, the, the whole thing you know, you,
2: you, I don't want to sound like the, the, the grim reaper here but for me I, I get the whole ethos of uh, 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 a fan-owned club and I know that we kind of make decisions about the prices of pies and the prices it uh, uh, who players we should be signing or who the next manager should be but when it's going to influence when people can and can't afford to go to games, um, I think this is when the the, the Wales Society should be coming forward. And, yeah, you get the newsletters with with random stuff on it and you get told about voting stuff, but I don't really think that being part of the Wales Society... Probably after this, I'm thinking, is it actually worth still still being there? Is it still worth me putting that money in? Um if I didn't have to, to take that subscription off whatever I pay, would that pay for this for for this the extra money for this game? I mean I'm not saying that I'm having bread and water for my for, for my dinner, but things are going up in price. Um and it's going to be people who are going to cut their cloth. And I will be honest and say that 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 if I had to look, one of the first things that I would probably look at, at, at taking away would be the Well Society. So they need to be aware of that. Um, and I don't think that I would be the only one that thinks that way. Um, So I think it's important that, that I mean, but any, does anybody for the Well Society ever ask, her, have you ever been asked your opinion on the pricing structure? Because for me, it's one of the most important factors in football just now. um people, we, we, we've both spoke about um, and I know Jaffa has but the effect that mental health is in the Lanarkshire area and a lot of people uh, use the football to to use that as an escape. Are we going to start pricing these people out going to games? Because a lot of people's mental health is affected by financial issues as well. Um, so th- there's a big, big discussion point on this um, and people might say jeez, oh, you're overreacting for 22 quid. But you've already alluded to the fact that it's not just 22 pounds, it's going forward. It's still, love going into the way days. We're getting priced out of that. Um, so, for me, there is a big discussion to be had. And it doesn't really, I don't really know where you start with it. Um, I mean, I've previously been involved with the um, Scottish Football Supporters um, Association. Um, and they're trying to get change, but I just don't see where where you start. Um, and I'm no one for saying "Oh, I'm not going because I want to make a point. Um, but there might, might be the a time comes where, 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 where we
1: can't go. No, I completely get where you're coming from. And I think that's something that we should really take forward for a future episode of the podcast. Just before we, we finish up, and just a final one on that as well, just something that maybe needlessly got under my skin, but the fact that they were promoting the fact that we've had over 5,000 model supporters at the league games so far this season, that that shows that the fans are, are putting their money where their mouth is and getting behind the team. And the results have improved recently as well. I'm not saying that's solely down to the fact that there's more supporters within Burr Park, but it certainly makes a bit of a difference. and It, it does drive the team on, so it kind of would be nice to be rewarded for our loyalty I'm, I'm not saying give us all three tickets but just maybe maybe look at more sensible ways of, of rewards for supporters that that are getting along and, and backing the team even if it was a case that everyone that went to the Inverness game for example got a couple of quid off their, their ticket there, there must be ways that you reward loyalty and I don't think we've done it on this occasion. But as I say, we're we're maybe going off too much on a tangent and it's something that we should kind of take more time over on a, on a future podcast. Sunday brings the visit of Hearts to Fir Park. Sunday kick-off, uh, Sunday game, due to the fact that Hearts were involved in UEFA Conference League last night, winning 2-0 in Latvia. Pepe, they were in really, really poor form uh, going into that game. So that one will come as a a huge boost. I thought they were pretty decent yesterday, to be honest. They had their usual moments where Craig Gordon pulled off some brilliant saves to keep them in it. But they were very effective at the other end. Lauren Shanklin's penalty was very, very convincing, straight into the top corner. They then scored in the break in the final minute to take away all three points and and put themselves in quite a nice position in that group as well after a, a really bad start. Hearts at Fur Park, always a, a really difficult game. But we can take a bit of confidence from the fact we beat them twice in our own ground last year. They've not won it at parts Park since 2019 when they knocked us out of the, the League Cup. It's, it's one to look forward to. And after a, a fortnight without a game as well, I'm sure it'll be one that the, the fans and the players alike will both be relishing.
2: Yeah, I managed to catch him. You beat the Hearts game last night. I have to say I was impressed with a, with a few other players. Janelli, um, Mackay, I um, thought were really good. They've got Alan Forrest coming off the bench. Shankland, um, and a couple of the players that I kind not stand, the, the, the wee guy Devon in the middle of the park. Um, it just seems like a wee wider. Um, but they have got a, a, a decent midfield and forward line, although um I think they're maybe slightly struggling at the back. Um but as it, it is one of the games that I always look forward to. They generally bring a decent um support. Um and there's always been a wee bit of kinda of historical rivalry back to the to the to the eighties. I'm always remembering my dad going to the games, he hated hearts because of the the battles when we were, we were fighting to get back into the old um, first division pre um SPL. Um, so I'm looking forward to the game and and again going back to the Stevie Hamill factor um, that it just does feel so different. Um, When you look at the, f- at, at the front we were, we were kind of a, all scratching our heads when disappointed that Kane Woolery had left and that was only because we thought he had potential. We've we'll probably got six players now fighting for three positions. So for me that's that that's a real positive. You mentioned... Aaron's, he's, he's nice. Um, assist McKinstry I've not seen enough of him yet, but there's exceptional uh, talent there. Um, that has been spoken about in media and from Leeds and stuff like Leeds supporters and stuff, so that's exciting. And then we've eventually got two number nines to battle off each other or play together, with my preferred option. So it is exciting. Um, and the middle of the park, I have to say, I think Sean Goss has, has been one of the best performers this season. Um, he's, There's been times last season when he's been hiding, and there is probably still some times this season, but I think the, when he's on song, we are a far better team. Um, so hopefully that, that, that form continues. I'm really looking forward to the game, and one thing that I will say is that um, for the first time in the season I get back to my to, to my seat and what a difference in the, the view um, in each stand because of the the, the pitch being lowered so much it, it, it feels as if you're in a, a, I wouldn't go as far to say a different stadium but it feels as if I'm in a different stand it's, it's, it's kind of a weird and it's going to take me, me a wee while to get used to it I do probably prefer it um, but I what a, it, it is some difference
1: just finally, mate. I mentioned that we would talk about Lou Moult. He's had twenty odd minutes in a, a reserve game. I would imagine there was a, a bounce game in between the the reserve game and when we were recording, so on the Friday prior to the to the Hearts match. Would you expect to see Lou Moult feature it at some point on Sunday?
2: I think he'll start on the bench. Um I think he will come on. Um again. I listened to Stevie Hamill's press conference and he kind of a smirked and grinned and didn't want to give too much away but he did have a great poker face and whether he's trying to make the same thing that he's going to play, I don't know, but I think he'll play at some point. Um to have him on the bench and, and there'll always be that threat of him um, um, coming on. Um you seen the, the, the reception he got against Undy United? Uh, and he could see that he was happy to be there. And I think that gives him that extra kind of wee 5% because he knows that there's a bit of pressure because the fans are so delighted. I mean, if he'd signed for for, for another random club or even like an Aberdeen or that, he would have had that elation. He would just have been another signing. Whereas this is like, like when we signed, when Fadi come back, and I'm not comparing any of these players, but um, even to an extent when when Henry Yama come back, they're... they're, they're Ross McCormick, uh, come back. No, not all of these have been a success, but they've got that wee bit. They know what the club's all about. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he plays, um, some part in it, and hopefully I gets I, I a a winning start and a a wee goal. A uh, a wee winning goal would be great.
1: Yeah, absolutely, would, and we'll come back and go over that game in more detail at the start of next week. But for now, mate, I would like to thank you for your time. It's been. Quite fast-paced, but very enjoyable nonetheless.
2: No, thanks very much. Enjoyed it.
1: You've been listening to the MFC podcast. We'll be back following Sunday's game against Hearts. Until then, thank you and goodbye.